Welcome, Padawans, to the Wannabe Jedi Podcast Patreon special of the Bad Batch. And we just got our first episode on May the 4th. And may the 4th be with all of you, Padawans out there. And unfortunately today, Matt is very busy and he couldn't actually join us to record. So it's going to be myself and I actually, we have, I have two guests on today. And we're going to start off Carlos, number one, and I'll, I'll have him introduce himself. Carlos, say hi. Hello. And then Nate, we're bringing him back, and he is joining us for the Bad Batch special for episode oh, one. So Nate, oh no, oh Nate's, oh <laughs> Nate's back. Oh no, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta clear the air. Just give me thirty seconds. Like yes, for the listeners out there, okay. I know that I was a curmudgeon in the last episode about the last episode of the Mandalorian. I'm sorry. I it's, 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 sometimes things come up. So the the day that we recorded that. I was supposed to fly home to see my parents, but COVID stopped that, and I had to make the decision to stay in the state I'm in now and not fly home. So I was in a terrible, terrible mood. It just goes to show you that podcasters are real people, and sometimes we just have bad days. I still think what I think about that episode, but I probably wouldn't be as down in the dumps if I uh, re-recorded it today. So... I, I yeah, understand. man. I understand, and 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 you did send the Lego Razor Crest, even though you didn't have to. Which again, no, thank I, you. I'm a man of my and... word. For the, for the podcast <laughs> listeners who may remember, Josh correctly predicted the end of Mandalorian, and I told him, I promised on air that I would either eat a Lego Razor Crest, or I or, or I would uh, give it to Josh. And I don't want to uh... suffer more indigestion, so uh, I gave it to Josh. <laughs> Uh yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Cool. <laughs> and Carl Carlos, how are you spending your your May the fourth? Other than watching Bad Batch, of course. I'm on my usual uh Rocket League grind. Ah Rocket League. That that playing. that's not Star Wars themed. Uh, I actually well on the way. Well I I actually got my second shot today of mm-hmm. a vaccine. And on the way there I was just blasting a bunch of Star Wars music. So I played race okay. theme. I played the Imperial March. I played the main theme. Mm-hmm. Duel of Fates obviously was a big banger down the highway. Yeah, man. Yeah, that pretty much that. And then, then just reading some nice memes on Twitter of, of course. this episode. Yeah, man. Because, you know, yeah. Who, 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 yeah. who does not love memes? <laughs> that's, that's a solid spread, I, I though. Know. Like, you got a good, like, like mix of, of Star Wars-themed activities and... and you picked the good music like out of each trilogy right there. Race theme is probably the best part of the sequel trilogy music. And of course, <laughs> that's what people Duel, say, duel yeah. of the Fates is good, duel of the God Fates. You're you're yeah. uh you're fine. Josh, you're going to have to bleep and that. Now, now. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. But yeah, no, definitely you you will have to play some Battlefront. I know Nate and I are already committed. <laughs> and 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 Ian too. Ian, we have to end off our Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, are you going to join us for some Battlefront? Oh, definitely. <laughs> that's what, I, gotta get on that's that what I was asking you. Oh, exactly, exactly. Actually, we got four, so that's perfect. Exactly. And I'm glad to hear both of your days went well. And Nate, I'm, I'm expecting your your May the Fourth went well. Oh yeah, as you were sending memes and everything. I mean, yeah, it, it was it was a good day at work. I mean, I work with a bunch of space scientists. We're all Star Wars nerds. It's, I yeah. mean, I'm with my people, Josh. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's true. Uh, unfortunately, not many of the people at work had seen Bad Batch, and I'm glad that you two have. I haven't talked to either of you about this episode. Well, I talked to Josh yeah. a little. So uh, a little. Yeah, bit. let's get into it, man. And I, and I told Carlos, yeah, let's get into let's it. Jump into and it. And so I, I want to say off all three of us. St- 
stayed up till the wee hours of the morning and watched it. At least I watched half of it because I had a final today and and that went well. So that was good. So let's get into it. So the first scene that we see is that Master Balapa, Balapa, Master Balapa. You just skipped a few scenes, man. What did, what did, okay, what was the... The episode three scenes, the you know, like the oh. intro, the classic Clone Wars intro, mm-hmm. Admiral Yularen, and then they have, oh, the, okay. the, the, they have uh, them saving the chance. Okay. I love that they started <laughs> like then... that. I, I do, but I, I hope that they don't start future episodes about it like that because I love the the Republic is facing victory against the Separatists kind of thing. But I want to see sort yeah. of a transition from like the Republic propaganda. That's how I that's how I to view like Clone Wars. It's like I'm watching Republic propaganda yeah. movies to the Empire. Maybe that turns a bit darker, or maybe it stops happening at all. I want to see how that changes as we go on, because that'll be really cool. I think. Um, yeah. 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 No, I I agree with you on that, and yes, you, Carlos, you are right. They did start with the opening and everything, but I, I'm skipping to the first scene because we got a lot to cover within the 70 minute episode. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we see Master. Balapa, and we see young Caden Jarrus, aka Caleb Doom, mm-hmm. at the time. With and a very deep how did you both? Yeah, yeah, that was how a did little... you both? Yeah, <laughs> was Caleb? <laughs> we're just talking. Caleb, you go first. What do you think of that? <laughs> I, I mean, I enjoyed that, but I want to know: Did you, you know, Matt? Matt, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about Matt because you know he's he's yes. the co-host. He wants the expansion of the universe, and I was, you know, planning to ask him this question. Once I saw Caleb and and his master and just that scene, and I'm just, mm-hmm. I he would probably, I'm going to speak for him that he would want, you know, the, leave it up to the imagination. But maybe he would like it, because Kanan, you know, the Rebels is one of his favorite series. So, yeah. what, how did you both feel with Master Balapa and Caleb Doom? in the episode. I thought it was awesome. And I, I, I'm so sorry, Carlos, I called you Caleb because I was thinking about the character. Oh, geez. No, oh, geez. Fine. I'm an idiot, but you're fine. Oh, um, I, I thought you were talking. Asking. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So yeah, I mean, I really liked it as Carlos pointed out, his voice was super deep. They still got, uh, I think it's Freddie Prince jr. To voice him. And I'm like, I was questioning that. And I didn't check it. You're supposed to be 14. And you're like, I am a Padawan learner. And I'm like, oh, kid, uh, oh, gee, oh, gee, no. To be fair, I, d- I did hit puberty a little bit early. I know that's a little bit that's too much information, but Carlos can attest because he's been my friend since that time. Yeah, yeah I've had a... <laughs> I was sure. a yeah. we'll, sure we'll it, also, it also we'll depends on the age, and I haven't like done the math or anything, but I, I, I got the impression that he was supposed to be like 14-ish, but uh, maybe he was closer to like 18, 19. Like, you can be older as a Padawan. Obi Wan in Episode One was like twenty something. Yeah, he was super old for a Padawan. So like, yeah, maybe he is. That's true. I loved it, and I, I love how they've tackled the show. You know, having old elements like like Kanan and Master Palapa, and new elements like this thing with Tarkin evaluating the clones and Omega, and that oh, we'll get into that later. But like, mm-hmm. yeah. Star Wars is this is this mythos, right? It's not just like science fiction. It's not just a story. I'm confident mm-hmm. that. If, if, like, all electricity stopped in the world tomorrow or whatever, and, you know, 10 years in the future without any, like, 
streaming services or DVDs or whatever, what bedtime stories are we going to tell our kids, right? Star Wars is going to top that list. And it's going to belong yeah. up there with, like, the story of King Arthur and Robin Hood and, like, even going back mm-hmm. further, like, the Odyssey and stuff. It's just this cross-cultural mythos that permeates mm-hmm. societies, cultures, everything. And the way that they're expanding that, it's like they're building up like an appendix to it. It's it's like all of this rich information that I don't think the sequel trilogy did. It was like an add-on. They're like, oh, also this happened after episode six. I'm like, okay, whatever. But all of this stuff that they're doing with the Bad Batch, they're getting the right mix of old and new to build that mythos up. Love it to death. What do you think, Carlos? Well, I thought the intro was very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice to have like a nice Clone Wars uh, callback with the intro and then being put into like a battle like it was in the intro for or the intro for the last arc of series seven i remember mm-hmm. like it just like it being in battle is really cool one thing i kind of just like wish that they did differently was it would i mean it's nice that they brought back kanan but it kind of hurts a little bit that they retconned the kanan comic book oh they did so yeah they did so oh, wow I, I think the story went along that like they were like in a forest and that Master Balaba and Kanan were just like sitting by a fire mm-hmm. and then the order was given and then the clones uh, turned on them. Mm-hmm. But then there was these two clones that Kanan befriended very well that refused the order and they were also gunned down too. So not mm-hmm. only seeing his master gunned down, but two friends he made along the way being gunned down as well. Wow. I did like that co- comic arc for, that's why I was like very confused why they incorporated it in it. Because I thought, I mean, I was pulling a little bit from Jedi Fallen Order where they were in the cave and Seer and, and the, the Padawans and mm-hmm. and Trilla mm-hmm. and, you know. So, yeah, I thought there was a whole different... And thanks, Carlos, for bringing it up because, yeah, they definitely did retcon. And I liked I liked the, the comic book way. And, and yeah. Carlos, it sounds like you liked it that way too. I did too, yeah. I mean... This, this just surprises yeah. me so much because... There's not that much new books and comic books, you know, on the table right now. I mean, Disney's owned Star Wars since 2012, 2013, and they've published a couple of books, some comic books that have some plagiarism issues, stealing from artists, fan artists, and they've done like this is all they've done in Fallen Order and Battlefront and Battlefront 2, which had a campaign, but Battlefront 1 didn't really add to the story. So there's not that much. And there's still a bunch of contradictions. In old Legends canon, there was, like, hundreds of books, and there were contradictions, but, like, it wasn't that much. Like, they were able to keep everything consistent, and Disney's like, oh, we've got five books. It's so much to keep track of. Yeah. No, it's not. Carlos, what were we going to say? No, um, uh, I mean, that was pretty much everything. And then and then having Wrecker come in, or having the whole squad, but mainly Wrecker being able to destroy the tanks and just push them off the cliff, that was pretty cool. <laughs> That's all... I, it shows his strength. It really does. Yeah, it really does. It's like a very like brute force. Like I was like just thinking like a Hulk type of um, mm-hmm. or like the Thing type of uh, brute force, just like pushing that. It was pretty pretty <laughs> cool to see. I I th- I had so much fun with that scene. Have you either of you ever played the video game Just Cause? No, I not. There's there's this grappling hook mechanic in Just Cause where you can hook different vehicles together and smash them. And when they hooked the tanks together, I was like, oh, they're just causing it. Oh man. That was super fun. Yeah. And another thing that we see is like Hunter's, a new side to Hunter. I mean, we get to see it later in the episode with with Omega, but seeing Caleb Doom run and 
how he's trying to comfort the young Padawan. And inevitably, Crosshair, he's, you know, Crosshair's, you know, betrays and, and is rewired to to take the order of 66 so mm-hmm. even like he, he's the only one out of the of the squad that is he follows the order other than the regs there mm-hmm. so yeah it's just how did you feel about you know crosshair being the character and i do want to say one thing before you both answer that this got ruined for me by the leak of the bad batch lego the the lego uh their, their oh, shuttle. I didn't. Oh, the thing I sent you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Carlos Sorry. sent me a TikTok. No, it's it's fine. I'm just. I was saying like, I kind of after the TikTok, I'm like, oh, this is in the back of my brain. You know, it's not 100 percent confirmed. But the in the one of the TikToks, either the one that you sent me, Carlos, or another one, that the the Bad Batch was fighting one of their own, which would be Crosshair. Oh, so I was yeah. like, yeah. So it kind of it kind of makes sense now and that that actually confirms the lego set so yeah what did you both think about crosshair's betrayal or start of the betrayal at that at that moment and kind of focusing on oh you should have been looking you know hunter should have been looking down if the if caleb Mm -hmm. went down but he went across because we've seen his jumping abilities and rebels and everything so yeah what do you both think about uh honestly like i i don't know i don't really have like a big thought about it i mean it's more so that it's just Crosshair's programming that mm-hmm. made him do this. Like you see the regs, like their attitude towards the their other other um, brothers and just in general. I mean, it might be a Camino thing later on, or just um, in that battle or something, or just Crosshair. But their attitude, their their way of like going about things, it just changes after the order is given. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Like you know, like and we see it like. They, the good repetition of good soldiers follow orders ah, is yeah. used there uh, over and over again. It was used with well, well, it was fives it, and um, it was top. Mm-hmm. Top. Oh, yeah, top used it, yes. It was top, and then, yeah, top was the one who said it primarily. All, all of this stuff is built up really well through the Clone Wars because we see that arc with fives, with the whole good soldiers follow orders thing. And then at the end of Clone Wars with Ahsoka and Rex facing all of the people on that ship, you know, we see we see that it's really not the clones' choice, right? And so when when Crosshair has this betrayal, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, but characters that betray are often viewed the worst, right? In mm-hmm. in like all of literature, in Dante's Inferno, the two people in the like the seventh circle of hell, like the worst punished are Brutus who killed Julius Caesar and Judas who, if you believe in that sort of thing, killed Jesus Christ. So betrayers are like the worst, but somehow through this setup, they make me not hate Crosshair for it. And I still find him a pitiable character because it's not up to him. It's he's being forced to do this. Well, even Omega says that at the end of the episode, she holds like touches him like, you know, these bad these bad batch people. I'm gonna say that. I wasn't gonna to say profanity right there, but these bad batch clones. I bet they're not really a, a sensitive group, and we see that. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe Hunter is, but you know, Crosshair. He's like, oh, let's follow orders. Follow again. It's to his programming. But even Omega like knew that he was gonna turn on on the on the squad. Omega was like, you know, it's not your fault. If, if you recall that that portion of the episode mm-hmm. so it's kind of 
leads me to my next question and kind of transition into Omega. Mm-hmm. Let's let me let me start off since I'm talking about her powers. What what do you think Omega's official powers are? Because we know that she is a genetically not regular. She's a she's a, she's a bad batch. She's one of the members of the bad batch now. Mm-hmm. So what what do you think her power is? Because we learned that Echo is not, you know, he doesn't have those those powers as the rest of the the squad does. Mm-hmm. So what what do you think her powers are? What's her mutation, right? Yeah, what a mutation, yeah. So I I've floated a previous theory to Josh which went to Carlos. Mhm. But I'm going to retcon that. I I want to say it would be really cool if the Kaminoans were trying to make a Force-sensitive clone, and that's what Omega is. Yeah. That would be neat. What do you think about that, Carlos? Yeah. I do think it's that because, well, I'm just thinking of that one scene where it was her and Crosshair staring down at each other, and she had the blaster, and she had a perfect shot at Crosshair's blaster, and it's just like she, she never touched a blaster before, mm-hmm. and to have that ability to just shooter i mean people might say like yeah it could be in jingo's blood to do that or something Mm -hmm. but i feel like there's something more than that to just like uh, being able to hit a perfect target right away yeah Mm -hmm. and even when she held up the doors like or supposedly when the doors were trying to be shut they were like jammed or whatever when the, the red clone trooper was trying to close the doors the the doors didn't shut and I think it was because of Omega, either because she has this. Well, well you know they what? they showed the Kem and Owen messing with the controls, though. Oh, did. yeah. I didn't know the. They didn't really. They didn't really. Okay, so it was the Kem and Owens that that messed with that. Okay, so I thought it. I thought it was it was her power, but mm-hmm. she has some telepathic powers. Mm-hmm. I think, at least in my my book. So, I yeah. I mean. That's something that I hope is like a slow reveal over the whole series. Like we build up to it and then they reveal it and it's like a holy crap kind of moment. That's mm-hmm. the stuff I live for. That's that's yeah. real good stuff. Um, and so Tarkin, we see Tarkin and Echo immediately recognizes Tarkin and gets, you know, a tray to the face or tray to the head. Mm-hmm. And Tarkin, how did, how did this episode make you feel about Tarkin. I mean, I really just loathe Tarkin right now because he's just being his, you know, in Clone Wars, he was a little bit tolerable. <laughs> in in episode four, I mean, that's that's Peter Cushing. I mean, that's top of the line. Oh, yeah. But in this episode, this is, I was just like, Tarkin, go away, even though, you know, he, they, he's needed to advance the plot. But, yeah, I don't know. How... <laughs> if Tarkin had a mustache, he would twirl it. He's like the definition of a mustache twirling villain, man. Yeah. And if he if he makes you angry and if he makes you upset, he, the writers are doing their job. That's what I think about it. I mean. Yeah. And yeah, Carlos, how'd you feel about Tarkin? Were you happy he was in the episode? Uh, I mean, it was nice seeing him again. I mean, I don't really have like any strong like hatred towards him. Yeah. How about sending the probe droid to watch them? Oh yeah. I feel like it's like something that like they already had in their book, you know, like they did it. They sent probe droids in episode five, like to all the different planets to seek out the rebels. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I feel like it's in their nature now as they take steps into the empire to like be more wary of all these like troops and such, uh-huh. especially when like, especially when, you know, like there's this guy who's like a bit crazy in Saw Gerrera when you're trying to watch, see what's going on over there. And also see- seeing these like also 
crazy clones mm-hmm. interact with each other you want to know what what's going to happen yeah. like you want to you want a front row seat to that yeah let me let me ask you a specific thing i mean what did you think about the the live fire exercise because that's i think where he was sort of at his most like blatant disregard for life kind of i thought it was pretty brutal of him to do that yeah. honestly i mean him he has no smirk he, he has like the he just thinks of these clones as lab rats honestly i mean i don't i feel like i mean that's like also part of that transition to the empire that's why they chose humans over clones because of they just think of them as lab rats that they won't be as like the top quality like the, the best that they need for this new empire that they're constructing mm-hmm I mean, yeah, it's just only it's only been like how many days since the empire has formed? Oh, it's it's like that <laughs> afternoon. It's it's, yeah, it's, it's like, like a day or whatever it is cuz we see that Palpatine is just like the attempt on my life mm-hmm. has left me scarred and deformed. <laughs> That's not a really good. I've done better Emperor Palpatine. No, that was good for no, impersonations. That was, that was good. But I don't know. It just uh, <laughs> Wrecker's comment, and then Echo. You, I would recommend going back and just watching that scene when they're all just standing in front of the, all the or in the middle of all the regs, mm-hmm. and Wrecker's like, "That's right," <laughs> and then Echo's just like rolling his eyes in the back. It's really funny. Yeah, I, I kept on watching out for that. But, but that's, yeah, I, I, that's literally like the best scene to show them standing out from other clones. Like if if you never saw the Clone Wars, but you know the movies or whatever, you, you know you don't mm-hmm. really know who Clone Force ninety nine is. You don't even know the significance of their name ninety nine, right? But yeah, that that scene with the the attempt on my life kind of thing is in the movie, mm-hmm. and so you're brought yeah, in no. and you see them standing literally out of place amongst thousands of people who are the same, and you get an idea for just how special they are. That was a great way to do it. And showing them out, literally out of the normal rank and file. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. And I do have one issue with them going to see Saw Gerrera. I mean, I'm happy to see Saw Gerrera. I have to do note that. But, and we've seen him in pretty much every single iteration yeah. of Clone Wars, of, of Rebels, of, you know, in Rogue One. And Jedi Fallen but, Order. And Jedi Fallen mm-hmm. Order. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's in that too. I totally forgot. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Carlos. And I was just, okay. Thinking about the manufacturing, and I know the Separatists had mm-hmm. probe droids. How quickly did... I don't think the, they had probe droids in the Republic before, you know, when they, when it was still the Republic. Did they? Maybe. And maybe we're getting the timeline mixed up. Maybe it's not like that afternoon, right? But, like, I was thinking along the but same how lines. How fast can they manufacture a probe droid? I know. I know this is, like, the stupidest no, I was gonna, topic no, no, no. that I it's have. It's not stupid, because I was going to say, like... <laughs> The Republic fell, and then, like, that afternoon, we go to Kamino with the clones, right? And Tarkin's wearing an Empire uniform. So they go out and, like... Like, I think that, like, the upper echelons, like Tarkin and Palpatine, like, they sort of knew and had some stuff set up. That's what I think that this is telling us, right? But, I don't know. I don't know. That's, like, a big... I don't want to say plot hole, but something with the plot that maybe... Sure. We'll see what happens, but you know, you know yeah. Speak, speaking of Saw, you know what I wanted. Yeah. You know what I wanted to happen in in what? Rogue One. Jyn Erso was like the last time I I saw you, you gave me a loaded blaster and told me to run. I wanted like when they approached the camp, Saw to like see them and give some random random girl a loaded blaster and say run, and then they all scatter. 
I and not not say it's Jin or so, not say it's connected to Rogue One, but just have a little thing in there. That would have been really cool. But yeah, I don't think the timelines would have hit, would have synced up. I haven't done the math because because I don't think Jin would have been born yet. Right? Well, no, it's nineteen no, years, she, and she's er, early twenties in Rogue One. Maybe oh, okay. I don't know. Okay, so maybe she was like one or two. Yeah. Or whatever. But it doesn't matter. I, I just thought that would have been yeah. cool uh, and it didn't happen. It's whatever. Yeah. So another cameo that we saw was AZ, who was the droid correlated with five. Yeah, I noticed he didn't say his full was... name. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't know his whole name. Neither do I. It's AZ it, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's AZ three, four, five, two, one, one, eight, nine, six, two, four, six, four, nine, eight, seven, two, one. Three, four, seven. You know what? Everybody, give a shout out to Carlos yeah, was, for just for just documenting that. that. I, that I was wasn't impressive. even gonna try it. That was that was a heck yeah. of a thing. But yeah, man, <laughs> that we did we did see that droid, and I love those those tiny little callbacks with minor characters as they come in. Yeah, you know. And I think that we're we're getting towards the end a little bit mm-hmm. towards uh, you know of just our explanation and going through the synopsis. And then we'll, we'll, I'll ask a couple questions of, you know, what do we expect or what do you both expect? But I think, you know, this is just going to be a statement that the clones are going to, and Camino overall is just going to, it's going to get the boot by the empire. Mm-hmm. We know, we know that we, we, we know it. <laughs> yeah. I think it would be neat if they return to Camino, like at the end of the series to do some kind mm-hmm. of heist or something, but uh, yeah, it's not necessary. It's just like, if I was a brainstorming writer, I'd be like, oh, maybe this. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's we did have to watch Order 66 again, and I know a lot of fans were upset because, you know, they just, they don't like that that portion. Hey, man, but... at least they didn't kill Shock T again, you know? Wait, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, we forgot. I forgot to add that. Who was the Jedi... Who, who was dead? Was under the tarp. I don't know. Yes, I don't because know. it wasn't Chuck T's lightsaber. It wasn't it was Chuck T's lightsaber. lightsaber. But it'd be, it would be funny to see her die for like. <laughs> she has so she has so many deaths. Oh yeah. She's uh, in a in a portion in a deleted scene of episode three. Yep. She's killed by Anakin. Uh-huh. There's another portion in a, a deleted scene in episode three that she's killed by Grievous. Yep. There's another. I mean, she's got so many deaths, and and even she's I mean, killed in um, in the Force Unleashed. She's killed by Star Killer. Yeah, she's in. She's yeah, I mean, killed even after a different way in Lego Star Wars. Um, but yeah, she's like the Kenny of Star Wars. You know, South oh my Park god, Star Wars. they killed Shock T. <laughs> but um, we should make. I don't think it matters who the <laughs> Jedi great. is. It was just sort of a symbolic moment. But if it was Shock T, I would laugh my butt off. That would be great. Because the grip was different. The grip was different. I, I had to, to look up Shakti's lightsaber because... But it, it, Shakti's lightsaber is pretty generic. So... Um, but I, I did have to say yeah. that. I, I hope I hope they don't get too many of those like little connections. But uh, that mm-hmm. that was... You know, we're, we're still on... We're still on the okay side of like little fan servicey moments. We're, we're not doing too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not do too... Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean... And- as as we get towards the end of the episode, mm-hmm. you know we're we're doing the escape from, uh, we're doing the escape from Camino, and yeah, with with Omega, with Omega, which I I love that they're bringing this little kid along. It it's gonna have a lot of teaching moments, and they're gonna have someone who can make mistakes, right? They're not gonna yeah. run into this. Oh, suddenly someone was an idiot syndrome that some movies in the sequel trilogy have like. 
The entire casino subplot in The Last Jedi is because they park in the wrong place. Mm. The kid can make a mistake and then they can deal with the aftermath of that. And it's okay because she's a kid and you're not going to dislike her because of that. Yeah. That's a great narrative device. And she's going to learn and become stronger and that's going to be great. One thing that I got to say, though, and Mm -hmm. as we are escaping from Kamino, Crosshair has a new set of armor. Yeah. And it's noticeably darker and Crosshair's got sort of like a more pronounced chin, right, on his helmet than the other guys. I think... Mm -hmm. That he is either like the original seed for or maybe the inspiration for the Death Troopers from Rogue One. Yes, because you can also see on his visor that it's a green color. Oh, really? Like the normal black. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. That's really cool. So that's why, yeah, I think Death Troopers more. It's more accurate though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was really neat. And if he morphs a little bit more throughout the series into that, I will not complain. I, I know they, they had to have one of the characters probably, you know, turn on the rest of them. Mm-hmm. But I would just want to see all six of them, include, like I said, including Omega, mm-hmm. just fighting the Empire. And it's a shame because the Kaminoans turned on the, the chip in, in Crosshair's brain to be a little bit more prominent and, and more excessive with the Order 66 and... It's just, it's sad because I don't think I'm going to get my my vision. But yeah, that last scene, I mean, that was that was pretty quick. And Wrecker got shot twice in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Who, uh, like Echo got hit in the head. Tech fell from the droid. Yeah, Tech, yeah, tech fell from the droid. They're, they're getting their hits. And Hunter is, I mean, he's being taken down emotionally by by one of his own crosshair so yeah it's uh i mean probably probably not because hunter is probably a little bit more stronger than that mentally but it's just it's probably not good that you know people are questioning his orders but yeah so the last question that i have at least is there any last thoughts before i ask you both the last question that i have for the episode Let's hear your question because I'm curious. Like, yeah, okay. Because I, 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 I have a thought. As do I. Read it. Okay, yeah. okay. We'll take some last remarks. Cool. But where are they going? And I kind of, you kind of, I have my hypothesis. As do when, I. As with, do I. From kind of the trailers. And I know, of course, Matt doesn't like to watch the trailers. And he didn't watch the Bad Batch trailers. And, you know, it kind of ruin some of the surprise but where do you both think and who wants to go first <laughs> uh carlos you go first all right well they said at the end that they're gonna visit someone that they're like have a well relationship with and then mm-hmm. that's in sex sector j19 mm-hmm. um and the, the planet um i think it's called Selakami. Selakami. Selakami, um, yeah Selakami. that's yeah, where yeah. one of the um Defected clones is uh, living with his Twilight wife and his two kids, which is named Cut Lockwin. Oh, and, really? And I think he appeared in season two, episode nine, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, when so, Rex is injured in his house, right? Yeah, yeah. correct. So I think they're mm-hmm. going to visit him, and that's also where they might introduce Rex. Because, well, where, where would Rex go? He has nowhere to He's... go. His whole squad mm-hmm. is gone. He's and taking the rake of commander unfortunately mm-hmm. so he's back to captain rex yeah and that's one clone that he had yeah he made a really good relationship with and that he protected not only his family but from the republic so he wouldn't get 
I guess, charged for... Well, desertion, right? Yeah. Yeah, for for deserting the Grand Army of the Republic. Yeah. I just thought of something real quick before I let you go, Nate. You know how somebody... Robin and I watched the combination of the last arc of the Clone Wars... And, and Revenge of the episode Sith. Episode 3, yeah. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Oh, the Somebody's going to have to make now those oh. two <laughs> plus the Bad Batch. So it's going to be about a six hour, eight hour. Who knows how long because these, I mean, this episode was 70 minutes. So Hey man, that that pain right there has been felt by Lord of the Rings fans since time immemorial. You got the extended editions of all the movies. You got to watch it for mm-hmm. six hours, man. Just get you, buckle up. There's oh, going to be gosh. more. <laughs> That's gonna that's gonna be a uh, painful when you're gonna have to watch all of the nine films mm-hmm. plus you know the combination of episode three and, and the last arc of the Clone Wars and Bad Batch now yeah so <laughs> but Nate what do you think where do you think they're going well and... I'll I'll tell you what where I, where I think they're going and I'll tell you where I hope they're going so I think that they're gonna go see that clone on Sayukami, Sayukamai, whatever it's called. Um, oh, yeah, Salukamai. Salukamai. Sure. That's, that's, the, that's the name. In yeah. old Star Wars canon in the video games, it's Salukami, but whatever, mm-hmm. I don't care. The, um, so I think they're going to go see him. Maybe that'll be the next episode, maybe two. But there are mm-hmm. some things that I'm hoping for throughout the series, and like, you know, we're, we're going to go up the tiers. Base level, I hope that we get more characterization character to character, right? This is something that we discussed when the TV shows were being announced. Matt was like, I want this action and this, you know, this kind of genre. And I'm like, I want characterization. And what I love about this so far is that Mm -hmm. if you describe each clone, you might mention like their power first, but you're going to talk about like how they behave and what choices they make and all that kind of stuff. That's something that's wonderful to me as a, as a fan of all things nerdy. Cause like, I don't know about you guys, but I love, I, I love this comic book series and movie series called X-Men, right? X-Men is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And they all have different powers, uh, d- different wacky out there kind of powers, controlling the weather, shooting lasers from their eyes. But the movies that have come out are just about the powers. There's not much characterization there because they're this mm-hmm. diverse group. And so you ask someone, hey, what's Cyclops like? And they're like, oh, he shoots lasers from his eyes. What else? There's not a lot of characterization outside of the comics and the source material. Bad Batch is the opposite. You've got all these characters with different abilities. You've got the big one. You've got the techie one. You've got like the, the leader. But their, mm-hmm. their personalities are distinct enough for, so that the power is not the only thing that defines them. And I love it. And I, I hope we get more. That's baseline level one. Level two. Yeah. Subscribe for level two tier of hope for the rest mm-hmm. of the series. Series. I want a, at least a cameo by Commander Cody. Because, Carlos, you said you want to see I Captain Rex. You want to see Captain Rex? I love it. I love it. I'm there. But we don't know anything about what happened to Commander Cody. And we know some of what mm-hmm. happened to Rex. Oh, I want to see Commander Cody a little bit. And then I do le- too. level three, join join and subscribe. Join the Patreon for Bad Batch. Not, not literally. I'm just saying, like, extra level tier. <laughs> I want... Yeah. I want... Mace Windu. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. There's nothing that suggests it will happen. But Josh, last time someone on this on this podcast predicted a Jedi showing up in a season finale, apparently that was right, and I had to buy you a Lego set. So I'm gonna say, <laughs> I'm gonna say Mace Windu's gonna show up. And I would uh, love to see Mace Windu. I would yeah. love to see Mace Windu. But that's like far far fetched top tier. Mm-hmm. And Samuel Jackson. 
reprising his role as as voice actor for Mace Windu. Oh my gosh, I I that kind of just like exploded my mind. Yeah. So why not the voice actor from Clone Wars though? I mean, he's fantastic as well. Um, But (laughs) the the Clone Wars movie, Sam Jackson is actually Mace Windu. And Christopher Lee is actually Count Dooku, which is a a little weird because you're you're used to the voice actors from the show. But those are just my hopes. None Mm -hmm. of those will come true. Well, I hope the characterization one comes true. But, man. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm excited now. You got me more excited for the next episode. Oh yeah. Do you have any? Both of you have any last remarks before we we end the episode? Um, there's one thing I wanted to go back to, and that's when um they were in the medical bay with the droid. I don't. I can't remember his number now. AZ. Yeah, AZ. I remember when I think it, it was Echo that got hit in the head at the lunchroom, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and when and then he saw Tarkin, then he dazed off, and then he woke up. Mm-hmm. And when he woke up, he was like, "All oh, like, don't touch me, droid." Like you can yeah. see, like, like you can see, he's like, he has this sort of trauma from like what the separatists did to him after they captured him from the explosion that he was quote unquote dead from, and his like, yeah, he has this trauma from like being transformed from a a rag to a, a half human, half droid, or half yeah. clone, mm-hmm. half he's, droid. He's machine than man. At least oh, they, they said that. <laughs> I mean, that's what Tech said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was just and, that nice. It was just that nice little detail to see that, um, just like Echo's tra- like transition from like I don't know being like also like being stuck in that tube for I don't know how many days, uh, weeks, long time, months, a long, long time, maybe years, maybe, maybe years, a year or yeah, so. yeah, whatever it is. Still having that trauma. It's it, like it's very yeah. rare to see in Star Wars like this, like these mental disabilities, like this type of trauma. I mean, mm-hmm. Rex, even in, in Rebels, he has some kind of trauma. I mean, even, I mean, Kanan has trauma because he doesn't mm-hmm. trust the clones. Yeah. And even the rest of the Wolf and Gregor, they kind of have this this hesitation to join Kanan and stuff like that. But yeah, it's definitely, he does have that trauma and that PTSD from yeah. his experiences and, and who could blame him who could blame right. him i mean it's not mm-hmm. it's not his it's not his fault so and carlos i agree with you a hundred percent i love it because he's not just the guy with the robot arm he feels like a real person with who's really affected by the world around him and pitch perfect i, I have one final note that I just I okay. just want to say because we haven't said it yet and i know that you're yeah. probably thinking it and you've wanted to be saying it this whole time uh-huh. D. Bradley Baker is a god. Mm. Yes. yes. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people were For saying sure. that he he's going to have to join some kind of... Mentally, he's not going to be okay because he's talking to himself all the time. Yeah. So it's just a funny joke. But D. Bradley Baker is an all-star. And, and I, you know, he's... he's He's the goat for for doing that. I know that term is is I'm dating myself, but what what is that greatest of all time? Yeah, greatest of all time because you know he he could have said no, and there would have been no bad batch. Mm-hmm. So that's just uh, I gotta take that into consideration. Or even but, Clone Wars in general. And Clone Wars in general. I mean, he's just a phenomenal voice actor, and uh, along with the associates and and Matt Lanter. I mean, he's coming. He's coming back for uh, reprising his role as Anakin, but that's that's for another story for another time. But yeah, yeah, man. Anything else for the good of the cause, or? Oh no, that was that was my last note. He's coming back. Yeah, he's coming back. I didn't know that for this show or. uh... 
I don't know for this show or for another show mm. or for another. Because I thought it was just but... Hayden reprising his role as Anakin. I didn't know Matt Lanter. Matt Lanter is coming back. Well, he was he was so. uh well he, he was in an episode of The Mandalorian. Is that what you're thinking about? He was in a, he was <laughs> no, on that. It's, 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 oh, it was true. Yeah. It was announced last week that he's coming back as Anakin Skywalker as an anim, an animated character. So. Oh. So just a little fun fact for both of you, but. Thank you both for for filling in for Matt today, and and I appreciate you both taking the time to do this because uh, and it was last minute, and uh, we'll have to have you both on either for another episode of a Bad Batch special or a character that we'll we'll talk about during the regular season. So since we had so much fun talking about the first episode of the Bad Batch, I decided that we are actually going to post this as a regular episode and then the rest of the series on the specials for for the podcast will be on patreon so i'm just excited i'm, I'm excited to to post this to you all and yeah thanks again carlos and nate for coming out and talking about the bed batch again let's have you on for another another special and uh yeah so you padawans out there you can find us at wannabejedipodcast.com to support our Patreon as well as grab any merch we just we posted on social media and it's in our link tree on our Instagram and again on our website. So you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at wannabejedipodcast and you can follow us on Twitter at wannabejedicast. May the force be with you all. Guys, it was fantastic talking to you.